Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salisbury, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we have John Pendleton, creation evangelist to Central America, and a great friend of both Sabson and members of our board. You do have a bachelor's in chemistry. One of the things that's interesting is when you do presentations, you usually are in a lab coat. You've commented before, why do you do that? You know, it's an interesting thing how we are and what we see. And it's one thing for me or anybody else to say that they're scientists, but if I wear a lab coat, it kind of gives a little more credibility to it. You know, there's sometimes a local men's club will get a, a policeman to come and talk to their group, and he can tell you know, how they do special speed traps to catch you speeding and stuff like that. Now, if the guy wears a sport coat and a sport shirt or whatever, or if he wears his police uniform, he gives the exact same message, but because he wears his police uniform, it's like we sit up and pay attention. And so that's why I use it. And the thing is, I am a scientist. Not only have I done research work and, and cancer research, I got my bachelor's degree in chemistry. I'm an automotive technician. I have applied science there. I'm a mid-husband. You know, I'm a very active person at 73, 73 years old. So the thing, my science has applications in many areas of my life. So wearing a lab coat kind of gives credence to what I'm saying. Because we want people to listen to us. One of the challenges we have in the United States is that we have difficulty getting access to different venues. I was a public school teacher for 33 years, and you can't get this information into a public school in the United States. And in point of fact, you can't even get it into a lot of Catholic institutions, churches, and, and other places. Y'all have very different access in Central America. Tell us about that. That's really true. I'm thinking of once I went to another small city, and I was invited by an evangelical pastor, and the thing is, is that the the community is more neighborly, a little more friendly. And so he just went and talked to the principals of the school. I said, I got this guy coming. He's, a, he's an American, but he speaks perfect Spanish. And he gives interesting talks about dinosaurs and science and evolution, the Bible, everything. And he doesn't talk about religion. That, that's the one thing that they're a little bit, you know, hype on. You know, don't, don't talk about religion. No problem. No problem. And so I get into places you know, like this, you know. Uh, some countries, for example, the Dominican Republic, there was a friend out of Boca Raton, Florida, that he goes around to different countries and gets these things set up for people like myself or other speakers to come in. And we actually give an invitation to receive Christ. They're perfectly fine with that kind of a situation. And so it's something that's there that we can take advantage of. Well, we praise God that you've got that kind of access. Years ago, we dealt with Dr. Mal Lancaster, who found the same ability to get into places in Georgia and the Ukraine. And now Bruce Malone is having tremendous success getting into public schools in Fiji, Vanatau, the Philippines. It's just sad that we don't have that same kind of ability and access in the United States. One of the things we did want to talk about is you've been in not only Central America, you have gotten into Cuba. Tell us about that. Yes, I had some contact. 
text, by email into Cuba. And finally, I got an invite. The thing is, I couldn't go into Cuba the way I've come into Mexico. Mexico, I could come in as a tourist, you know, and do things. And with Cuba now, they're very on the alert of any kind of evangelism. I mean, you can't go to a local plaza and where all kinds of tourists and regular people are passing by and hand out tracks. You cannot do that. you got to play by their rules. And so a recognized church being on the approved list of the government can make a solicitude for me to come in as a minister to speak in their churches. And so, for example, if I go with Pentecostal Evangelical Group, I can't go into the Baptist or the Presbyterian churches because they're not the ones that invited me. They can come over to where I'm speaking, but I can't go into their churches. But still the same, I've been able to get into Cuba, and I've been able to give away my literature because their economy is so, so poor. A general medical doctor makes one U.S. dollar a day. Wow. So you just figure that a regular works even less. And so I take things to give away. I also try to send things through the mail of people I got their addresses from. This has been a tremendous thing. And Dr. Wilker and his wife, this is her name in Russia, and her name is God. They lived way on the far eastern end of the island. They got, through their church organization, copies of my videos of all my conferences. And praise God, it's just like turned on the light. And they got so excited about that that they began forming their own Cuban speakers for creation. And of course, they had enough materials for me to give the talks, to have information. Since it's in DVD, you can just put it in a DVD and put it up there and talk away, show the evidence. And they're giving talks all over Cuba in favor of creation, which a person ought to know that's the foundational buoyance for the communist ideology is evolution. They don't talk anything against Fidel Castro or his brother or who's ever president now or the Cuban system of government. They just stick to the point and say this is the scientific evidence for creation. I had, Once I spoke there, I was in the further eastern part of the country and one of the people that came to my talks was a local school teacher and he brought me his textbook that they teach and they would show evolution in that there were shrimp near Cuba that they would catch that were so big. And then now years later, they were, you know, like a one centimeter bigger. <laughs> the things that he heard me talk about creation and why evolution was a truth is, well, you know, we never get a chance to hear stuff like this. <laughs> it was really great. It was really great. Well, it's exciting that you've been not only gotten to Cuba, which very few missionaries have done, but also that you've been able to reproduce yourself yeah, in that venue. For me. Four times now. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking with John Pendleton, creation evangelist to Central America. John Kind of capsule the ministries that you're into down there, as well as your wife. My wife has totally different things that she does than from what I do. Of course, there's been a real change uh, this last year with COVID-19 and everything. In fact, I gave my last talk I gave in March, just when they were starting to the lockdowns. And it was a special weekend thing for youth of a, a local 
denominations. There's some, I think, uh, 12, 14 churches in a radius of about 50, 60 miles from where I live. But of those 14 churches, I think we had seven. And some held off because of the warnings of the pandemic. And the thing is, too, I've been, I did for a number of months a Facebook presentation of my talk for a half an hour, and that took me a period of, oh, I think something on the order of just about a month to go through all my 20 talks four different times over the last months during the COVID-19 restrictions that there were. International uh, correspondent for the Back to Genesis programs in Spanish, they could either write to me at a P.O. box or also through the Institute for Creation Research offices, and then it would be forwarded to me by my email. And so those are some of the things I've been involved in. My main thing right now is trying to get this money raised. So far, I have $700 raised of the $5,600 I need to do this project at level one of attracting and capturing a living pterodactyl dinosaur. Yeah, and we talked about that in your last program. It does sound like what you've had to do is exactly what we've had to do in terms of adapting how you get the message out during these COVID times. An example of that is we've been doing feast science workshops. That's workshops for the homeschoolers here in San Antonio for 17 years. During that period of time, we've had 17 years of face-to-face with hundreds of homeschool parents and kids across San Antonio and Bear County. The difficulty now is with COVID going on, we've had to turn that into all online and Zoom interactions. And it sounds like you've had to make some of the same adaptations. Yes, uh, definitely so. So, like I say, you know, praise the Lord, uh, things are working out with my GoFundMe, and the interest is growing in that area. Even, I can't believe this, my main contact, his name is Andres. He has five goats in a small outside corral by his house. They've been spooked several times, really serious, and all the dogs and everything, something was going by, and they've seen the big bird at night. I talked to him two weeks ago, a little bit on Andres, about uh, three years ago. A real nice fall. It was harvest time, and there was a full moon, and he thought, ah, I might as well go out. It was about three in the morning, he went out to his field. The way he harvests his beans is he just groups together the different bean vines and their pods and everything together. And anyway, he's doing this, and he thought he saw a shadow go past him. He reasoned, no, no, that was me just moving the stuff around. And so he kept on, you know, collecting up his bean vines and everything, and he sees a shadow again. And again, he convinced himself, no, that was just me moving my stuff. Well, the third time he sees the shadow, he turns up and looks, and here's this thing flying right at him. Well, he has no weapon. He has no machete. He has no slingshot. He couldn't even find any rocks in the ground. And so he started throwing his vines up in the air at this thing, hollering at it, and finally the thing left. But he got a good look, and he looked in my book of pterosaurs and identified it. Two weeks ago, he saw the thing flying close by his house enough that he could see it that it looked just like the one he saw in the field. And then he said, and then the thing went on flying further south. But then another one just like it five minutes later came from the north. And it looked just like the first one that he saw. And he felt that there was enough interest in his five goats that we should maybe get one and try bring it in closer. And so 
I put up the money, we bought a young goat, and he put a stake in the ground close to it. He has a window from his house that faces towards the corral where the other goats are. And we got about three gallons of pig blood from the slaughterhouse, putting that out. I haven't gotten any word that anything else has happened. But it's just a, a confirming point again that these things are close. They're being seen again and again. Our goal is the race has some small acreage that's his that we can set up this fenced area and the different baits to draw in the big bird hope to bring them down with one of these tranquilizer darts. In closing, and John, we thank you for all you're doing. Thanks so much, Scott and mm-hmm. Carl and everybody there at SAMHSA. Really, we're a team. We're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.